Hey there, a-holes, and welcome back to another episode of A-Hole Design Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Elise. And we're here this week for a part two to Postgrad Blues, and we're going to be talking about job hunting. So we're actually going to help you with, like, LOL, as if we're, like... Okay, so now we're... It's (laughs) like, now we're sad and depressed, but let's get, like, a little bit up there. At least you'll be sad and depressed with money, you know? Right, right, right. Like, hustling. So we're going to talk about, like, resumes, specifically portfolios, because we do do design, you know? We do do. We do do it, interviews, and just different things like that. So that's going to be the bulk of the episode, besides our usual (laughs) catch-up. Which usually, it started being like 20 minutes, so. do be a bit long. Mine's shorter this week, so I might just take the liberty of going first. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this weekend, for my balcony, I got new outside lights, which is super cute. They're very... Like Moroccan, they look like fake glass. That's like colored. Mm-hmm. Each bulb is like a different color, but they're like that shape of kind of like a Moorish arch almost. Ooh, okay. So they're cool. I have yet to, I'm hopefully going to sit outside tonight and read my book with that on. Mm-hmm. And then I also, so this weekend was Memorial Day weekend. So when you're listening to this, it would have been two weekends ago. And this weekend I went to New York City with my little sister and we went to the american natural history museum which was super fun a lot of photo opportunities because of like the cool architecture um, and different exhibits and stuff but the one our one qualm with this museum is that it looks nothing like night at the museum unfortunately oh my sister was very excited to see dum-dum and he is not there (laughs) does not exist and i was like that's really depressing oh not gonna lie but all the animals and stuff are really cool and just all the exhibits are very nice to see. And then, so that was uh, Saturday? Saturday, yeah. So we went to New York City. We went to a bunch of good restaurants and we always go shopping in Soho. My sister is in love with a store called uh, Miniso, which is a Japanese store. So they sell a bunch of like the kitschy little like figurines and mm-hmm. like Pokemon and different like plush toys and stuff. Or stuffed animals, I guess. So we went there. Um, and I, of course, I love mangoes. So I got, like, my mangoes from, like, the street vendors from, like, that. Like, they literally just have them, like, a bag. Like, literally the most sketchy thing ever. And I'm like, I want it. <laughs> That's exactly yes. what I want. Yes. Um, Went to a cute bookstore. And then we got to the train station, like, an hour early because we were really tired. So we just kind of sat in the train station on our phones because... Most of the train, like, the subway was closed for Memorial Day weekend because they were doing, like, maintenance on, like, three of the main lines that we had to get on. So we literally walked, like, a full hour to get to the museum that morning. So we were already, like, super tired. It was, like, three Mm. miles. (laughs) Dang. Yeah, our feet hurt by the end of the day, especially going, like, luckily to get to Soho and then from Soho to the train station, there was the subway lines worked. I was like, I am not not walking more anymore than I yeah. have to anymore mm-hmm. so that was that day and then the only other thing that happened was mini golf with Lorenzo and I lost unfortunately by two points Boo. which was depressing but I pretty much did stay on par for all of them you Let's know see. so it's whatever <sighs> but yeah that was my weekend how was your week weekend everything um, Memorial Day weekend was good. I feel like I 
said this to my mom and she was like, are you okay? <laughs> I went from like my bed to my couch, back to my bed, back to my couch. Like I literally did nothing. <laughs> Honestly though, sometimes you need those weekends. Yeah, it was really nice because I've been traveling the past weekend and so it was just like chaos, absolutely chaos. And I needed a lot of rest and um matt and i watched queen charlotte he sat down with me for the first episode and was like oh i'm gonna watch my show next to you but like my airpods are dead so i guess i'll just watch the first bit of your episode (laughs) and then he sat next to me for the next like eight hours and watched every episode with me it was amazing it was so good and he's a fan guys he won't admit it too loudly but he's a fan he liked it. Honestly, he thought it was make good. Him watch Bridgerton. I, it's in queue. I keep telling make him we're going to watch it, and he's not saying no to me anymore, which is a really good step in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> he's not resisting, so he's maybe not resisting. Exactly. I think I don't actually know when the next season of Bridgerton comes out. I think it's. I'm not really excited maybe though because I don't like Colin and Penelope. I don't either, and it's not in order. So there's a book series. The Bridgerton series is based off of a book Mm -hmm. series. The next book was supposed to be Benedict's story, which is my favorite. Oh. And then Collins was after, because they go in order of... Why they did it out of order. I think because... Well, they also... They effed up the entire TV show based, like, if you compare the book and the TV show, it does not line up at all anymore. So I think Any of the seasons? um, The first one, I'd say, was more on par. The second one, like, so far off. Oh. So far off at that point. Like, in, so, um, Antony and, I can't remember her name. Edwina? What's the little, Edwina. So- Edwina never wanted to marry Antony in the books. And oh. she knew that they were trying to marry, they were trying to, ma- like, she knew that she had to marry Antony in order to get money. Right. Like, that's right. the whole point of the book. And then it's like, Kate like falls it was in a love. transaction. It was, yes. It, she knew the whole time. And then she was so happy when Kate fell in love with Antony. Oh. But that would have not made as good of a, a story. No, I mean, the book had me on the edge of my freaking seat the whole time. So it would have been a really great TV show, but they chose not to do it. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, watched Bridgerton. Um, I, my cats, I'm, I'm diagnosing them as they have their terrible twos right now. This afternoon, they've been better. But, like, this morning, L literally... Jumped up onto the windowsill and then jumped up and grabbed. So I have double hung windows, which means that the windows go up and down. And she literally jumped up, grabbed the top of the bottom window. So like the Mm -hmm. windows, the square, and you have the part with the locks. She grabbed on top of the locks and was trying to pull herself up onto that. And she tried to do this for probably 10 minutes this morning. Like kept falling and then jumping back up and trying to climb up our windows. And I'm just like... Girl, really? You should get those like suction cup things that go on windows that have like the shelf. I know I want to, but I'm waiting for them to calm down before I spend more money on them. Honestly, fair enough. (laughs) Um, yeah, they're just they're being crazy right now. And do they like their toys and stuff? They do. They like their toys. They're not. It's not that they're not entertained. I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is. 
but like Elle will wake me up this last night she woke me up at 2 30 trying mm. to play with me and then she woke me up at 4 30 trying to play with me and it's like this every single night and I'm just like oh. you don't need to wake me up and the th- so she'll wake me up trying to play with me because she likes playing with my hair mm-hmm. and then I tell her to go away and then she'll come back and start cuddling me which is really cute and nice and then she'll start biting me and if you've ever experienced cat the kitten teeth yeah they're just as sharp as their claws like it's I have not been having fun with her at night recently. She's been Aww. a brat. A brat. Yeah. P has been an angel. But I feel like cats are so different from dogs because like you I feel like you can't really train a cat to not go into no. bed. Mm-mm. Yeah, I feel like they just do whatever they want. <laughs> they do. Which kudos to them because same, but like <laughs> But like please. <sighs> it's okay. They'll it's just because they're kittens and they want attention and it's okay it'll in like two years maybe i'll miss this so that's what i keep thinking of is like maybe i'll miss this one day you know yeah probably maybe i don't know and then what else oh my gosh i can't become (laughs) i finally became a north carolina resident yesterday it only took me 10 months of living here that's okay though I still have to do my car, so I still have main plates on my car, but I'm actually really excited. Well, not really. I am beginning to get really excited about the idea of changing the plates on my cars because I've realized on my commute to work, I could identify to you all of the out-of-state cars. Like, I recognize them every single morning, and I was like, wait a second. That means that people are recognizing my car, and, like, people know my car, and they know me because they know my car. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it'd be easier to, like, follow me or I don't know. But, like, just, like, know where I am. So I'm excited to have a North Carolina plate so I blend in a little bit better. But um, It's true. Plus, police wouldn't pull you over. You think they would? No, wouldn't. Like, I think once you, when you have out-of-state plates, they, like, would rather pull you over than, like, a resident. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, down Maybe here... Maybe because I specifically have New York plates and they're so freaking ugly and bright yellow that, like... You know. I thought you had the <sighs> new ones. I do have the new ones, but, like, George, my old car, had the other ones. And yes, it, that's like, true. sticks out like a sore freaking thumb because it's the ugliest yeah. effing plate ever. <laughs> yeah. They, um... No, so down here, I could probably... I'd say the most popular out-of-state plate is Texas. And then after that, like, I see there's two Colorado plates I see on my way to work every morning. And interesting. I think there's maybe an Illinois. Like, it's really not like up north. I feel like it's a very big mix of plates all the time because it's so easy to travel from state to state. Whereas down here, like states are bigger, like New York, and you don't see as many like out of state plates. So do you not have a lot of like South Carolina? No, actually, no, I've I've seen maybe I probably count on one hand how many times I've seen a South Carolina plate here. Is North Carolina the same, whereas you only need a plate on the back? Yeah, that's nice. Which will be weird because I'll have two holes punctured in the front of my car. Well, so get one of those fake ones. (laughs) I could, but that would make me more identifiable. 
That's true. But from the front, no one's like following you from the front. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, no. (laughs) Anyways, um, I don't know. I have a work thing, but maybe it's not entertaining. I feel like I've been catching up for a while. I did two photo shoots for work for completed jobs, which was really fun. And I've done photo shoots for work before um, for my old job, but it was for more. I was just there like observing. And this one, like I was actually in charge and like helping stage. And I was in charge of making sure the shots were right and stuff like that. It wasn't the actual photographer, but like. Yeah, yeah. I was working with a photographer. Yeah, so that was really fun. I also finally got Abercrombie jeans. I know Lisa and I talked about Abercrombie in our What the Heck Do We Wear episode. And I finally got Abercrombie jeans. And oh my goodness, you guys, my life has changed. I will never Are they the go curve back to American love, right? jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got them in yesterday and I wore a pair today. And I was like, these don't cut me off at my midsection when I sit. Like... Yeah. They're so nice. <laughs> so worth would it. recommend. So that's gonna they be... are expensive, but they are yeah. so worth it. Yeah. So that's when I wish there was a store because I feel like then I would like shop the clearance a little easier. Yeah, but they have a really one, good so. clearance section. I'm not either. Well, the closest one to me is like 35 minutes, but the closest one to me is in New York City. Hmm. <laughs> That's so, how I feel about Zara. Oh, that's true. Actually, yeah. it might be equidistant between the one in New York City and the one in Florida. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, also, a catch-up that's, like, kind of just a me thing, but with work, I found out today that instead of, um, like, a company picnic that we usually do in the summer, um, they decided to give us Monday, July 3rd off, so I'm very excited to have a long oh. weekend. Yay! So I actually That's they were like plan your vacations, blah blah blah. I was like, my my vacation. I'ma just my vacation. I'ma just relax right here. I am not doing oh, anything. <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah. So now I'm really excited, and I'm like, should I stay up at the lake? Probably. Yes. I don't want you to. should just tan all day. Literally, I cannot wait because mm-hmm. I can't tan on my balcony because they have railings. Like posts, yeah, me balusters, too. Whatever, so I'd get freaking lines all over me. Like, She's a zebra. Yeah, I don't want to look like a zebra though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, anyways, that's pretty much yeah. it. That's so nice though. I feel like it's so stupid that we all get the fourth off and not the third because, like, hello, duh. Yeah, everyone's gonna, gonna take off the third year. anyways. Yeah. Oh, because it's a Wednesday. I know. Ooh. I'm like kind of awkward i guess it's nice because it's like two days two days yeah i mean this year isn't christmas and new year's on a monday this year i'm looking i know i am too christmas is on a monday yes and new year's is on a monday man and then i think oh thanksgiving so that (laughs) means like that whole week leading up will just be normal Ugh. yeah Ew. And the week in between. Yeah. Joy. I'm saving oh, wait, all July my sick 4th days. Next year is a Thursday. Is it a leap year? Oh, did that happen? Is it a leap year? Hello. Um, let me see. Do we Yeah, leap 29. Hey. 29 days. It is a leap so, year. So, yeah. So that means if anything we'll want next year's Friday off. Yeah. Because I'm not going to come in Thursday and then 
<gasps> but that also or, means that Christmas next yeah. year is on Christmas and New Year's are on Wednesdays. Frick yeah. Let me see. Yeah. That's amazing. It it's sad when you your happiness and vacations are based off of what day of the week holidays are. Yeah. But that's gonna suck because I'm gonna have to go in Monday, literally Tuesday, Wednesday, randomly Christmas, and then back to work. <laughs> You're sick casually on Monday and Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I'm saving... That's what my plan is, is I'm saving my sick days for the holidays, and I'm just going to be sick for True. a few days. So. Okay, anyways, we're going to get into this episode. Oh, we do have more to catch up on. <laughs> no, I think that's everything, but... Okay. All right, so now we're getting into our career fair... <laughs> Career. what's it called those like presenter like those people that go that like help you counselors yeah, like career, kind of... career counselors yeah i think that's uh, right sure yeah why not um we're yeah wait guidance counselors guidance counselors i feel like that was more for like therapy what was hugo internship coordinator yeah but he was like in charge of our resumes and stuff too wasn't he yeah i don't know I don't know. We're those people. Hashtag professional. <laughs> and we're going to talk about, again, getting a job, portfolios and stuff, since this is part two to being a post-grad or mm -hmm. being a graduate now and yes. being in the real Which world. Which is to really exciting. And it's also yeah. really sad because it's like the start of a lot of new things. One of those yeah. being your job, which you should be excited for but like sometimes you're not and that's okay yeah like for example how we just talked about time off like that's gonna be a bummer <laughs> it yeah this is my first year working full-time through like stuff and holidays and i'm not looking forward to it already yay yeah it does it ruins the vibes i can already see how adults like don't love the holidays the holidays because you mm -hmm. really don't get time off i think that yeah. it should be like a whole week though like whenever christmas is because you know that like no one's actually thinking about work yeah Instead and most of, of our clients at least like aren't in the office or like doing yep. anything that week anyway so like it's not like we're getting calls or like have to do anything like nothing's usually due yeah december is my slowest time of year for work so like yeah yeah but but anyways anyways <laughs> Goodbye. i feel like that's our favorite word is like anyways, anyways. oh it's probably on. like uh, but yeah. no one dwell on that, please. <laughs> no one remind us. No one sins. pay attention to that. So the first thing we have bullet noted, bulleted, bulleted, not bulleted, bulleted. In our notes. In our notes. There we go. <laughs> Is that you won't get necessarily the first job you apply for, and that's okay. Yes. Um. It. So, yeah. I just. Yeah. It. Just, a fact you know it's okay and if you and do great amazing like you're so lucky but like there's a good chance they're gonna end up applying for 20 jobs and hearing back from two maybe i was gonna say yeah that's probably my biggest pet peeve is that companies don't even say we either fill the position or you're just not like the right fit for what we're looking for like i just mm -hmm. want something to say yes like don't reach out don't like have us as like oh take the job option. listing down like there's so many options besides just right. not answering right so 
Um, but yeah, you probably won't get the first job you apply for. There's a chance you're not going to get the job you want either, which is okay. Mm. And your first job is really about experience if you don't have any and yeah. getting your feet under you. And if you really hate it after two years, switch. Get a yeah. new job. What agree. is? Do you know what? what is the threshold for like staying at a job before you can like technically quit? Do you know? Is it six months? Like before a year, a year. So like before you could quit without it looking bad on you. Do you know what I mean? I'd say a year. A year. Okay. Eight months. Well, mainly because like think about it, it's like a lot of people don't like freshman year of college. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, like the first year of anything, it's more like learning. Yeah. Like unless it's quite literally like super toxic and awful. But if it's more like, oh, I hate work, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, everyone yeah. really feels... Like, a lot of people feel like that. Like, you kind of just have to get through the first year. And then you get in the rhythm of things. You know how things, like, work and how people are. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, giving it a year is a good yes. benchmark. And also, after a year, like, I would also think that's an appropriate time to ask for, like, a raise. And if they don't do that, then you can, like, that can also be a stepping point of, like, okay, I don't think I'm going to move ahead in this company. I'm going to jump ship. Yeah. And that's okay, too. Like, there's some different companies that you're going to work at in your life where, like, you can only grow so much. And once you Mm -hmm. hit that threshold, like, some people are fine with it. And some people are like, yeah, no, I I need more. Like, I'm not getting enough out of this job personally in order to grow as a person professionally. So... And that's okay. That's... I I grew up with the perceptive that, like... People get a job and they li- they work that job until they retire, which yeah. so isn't true anymore. I feel like that maybe was true with our parents, but like, like my mom. I think has also worked- with parents, like retirement packages were way better. Mm-hmm. Like that's just probably true. All of those things where the benefits kind of and the fact that they had to re- have a retirement plan for you have people staying longer. Mm-hmm. But I mean, sense. I don't know about you, but my com- firm doesn't do retirement plans. Like I have my own um, investments outside of mm-hmm. work because they don't have like 401k matching or like for yeah. um, IRA matching or anything like that. So that's kind of just on us. Mm. Um, I do have health insurance, though. So that's a pro. <laughs> like I don't have to pay for that. See, mine's the opposite. I do have 401k matching, but my health insurance is really freaking expensive. So I'm still on my mother's. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it just depends. Like that's something, you know, to look for. You got to well. figure out. And that's actually, as you're looking for a job, that's not a bad thing to ask about and to like know the benefits of the job, like know what your health insurance is going to look like cost wise, if that's something you need or whether the retirement 401k matching is important to you, then like it's okay right. to ask those questions and to know. They don't usually give that out up front except for like a written like, oh, you get right like medical, dental, vision. And they'll usually leave it at that. But it's like, well, how much? Like yeah. what does this cover? Especially if you're someone who needs that type of care and coverage. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to ask. It's a good question. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So do we want to skip to like the company part and then do portfolio resume? Okay. (laughs) Because we are kind of are like starting to talk about companies. 
Yeah, might as well. You know what I mean? Go down okay. to, yeah, sure. And then we can bump back up to resumes and portfolios. Yeah. Okay. So my biggest tip is probably the is the co- company the right fit for you. So hopefully you can visit the office before accepting an offer so you can like feel mm-hmm. the vibe. Because I went for my sophomore internship. I went into a firm in Boston and did my interview there. The interview went well. Then they did a tour of the office and I didn't accept that internship opportunity because, well, luckily I had another one so I could like fall back on a different one, but I didn't like the vibe of the one in Boston because literally like no one was talking at all. Like Mm -hmm. no one seems like cheery. Like no one really said hi. No one was like outgoing enough. And I'm like a talkative person. Obviously we have a podcast. So (laughs) I need to talk and I like chatting and like getting to know people. So <laughs> I thought that that was important to me, at least if you're more of a quiet reserved person, that would have probably been like a great fit for you. So like just seeing those things also look at reviews of the company uh, on Google or different uh, like what's the other one? Um, Google, like applying to companies, LinkedIn, yeah. Google uh, Jobs is actually a really good one because it collects everything from all websites and like pulls it into one information. Oh, okay. List. So also, yes, yes, yes. So then I would also research the company, looking at their values and projects and work. Like, is it something that you want to work in? Like, I wouldn't really necessarily, not, at least in this moment, apply to any firms that do healthcare only because that's just not my vibe. Like, that's not really what I'm into. So just making sure that healthcare design, obviously, like the project, at least likes healthcare. <laughs> what? Healthcare design. I said at least. Oh, doesn't sorry. Like healthcare. <laughs> I don't like healthcare design. Sorry, sorry. There we go. Screw healthcare. I was just <laughs> think, I was thinking about that out of context, and I was like, mm, wait a let's second. Let's not go viral for that. Although, <laughs> listen to our podcast. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, and then another thing I think is kind of important, at least in this day and age, would be stalking social media because a lot of firms mm. do have like social media accounts where they like will they like they'll actually put like where like what they're hiring for, yeah. Or and they'll also say like do highlights of different employees, or they'll say some of the local ones near me say you know today is National Earth Day and we took half the day to clean up trash, blah blah like in yeah in this park and if that's something important to you like that company would be a good match mm-hmm. or do like different fun days like you know company retreats or something you could see like that's usually something that they would post because it obviously looks good um also random but is their company swag like emily has company uh like a hat <laughs> and a bowling shirt bowling shirts so i wish i had mm-hmm. like a zip up or something uh mm-hmm. and like a lot one of the companies we're working for or a lot of them give out like yetis with their logos i'm like i want that yes, like i want to be what? able to like show off where i work like nonchalantly mm-hmm. just like have my yeti and have it have like the architecture mm-hmm. firm and stuff it's branding then, for them too right because like like it's so much publicity for them because like the hats like i don't wear my hat every day but i ended up asking for one for matt and matt literally wears it I'd say probably half the week he wears it. Mm-hmm. And like everyone sees the logo and knows the company and it gets the word out and people start talking about it. And yeah. I don't know, but it's also a good 
way to advertise yourself because if that company has a really good reputation, then people will approve. I've we I've been out with my boss before, and we were wearing company swag, and they're like, "Oh, do you guys work there?" Like I've heard that's such an amazing Imagine company. Like. <laughs> We had someone literally walk up to us in a cafe and we were like, uh, hello. And he's like, do you guys work there? Like, I've worked for them before. Like, I've had work done oh. by them. Like, it's such a great company. Like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and we nice. were like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. We're just going to go and drink our drinks. Um, exactly. And honestly, like, I'm cold a lot of the time at work. So I literally, like, if I got a zip up, I would just keep it at work at my desk yeah. and I would just wear it. And then, like, if I had a job visit, job site visit. Mm -hmm. I would wear it there. Also, I know my brokerage has done swag in the past. So I'm going to have to ask about that because if I have real estate swag, I'd honestly wear it to my work at the firm so that people knew I was a realtor. And then uh, mm -hmm. my realtor stuff, I'd wear the architecture stuff so that they know I'm a designer. Yep. And that's yes. called marketing. <laughs> yeah. So also something like it's kind of dumb but it is kind of fun to have swag and it has a purpose as we just were yes. explaining as we just tangented then, about exactly and then my last thing would just be ask about time off and if they respect like hours of operation mm -hmm. slash do employees like work overtime and weekends because especially in the design field i feel like that's very quote normal like oh the job like the day is done but you do have this deadline and you can't like you have to do it right now like that's mm -hmm. very like normalized in our field so yeah. just kind of feeling out if they like um what's it called mm -hmm. kind of expect that of you or if they will let you out because my that's like something my company's good at is that it is strictly like the nine to five they don't want you yeah. working on the weekends or overtime and if they do they really like make sure it's okay with you and like they pay you over time. It's not just an expected thing. So mm -hmm. something to ask. Yes, it is. And also the first time you go to the company or you do the interview, just the same way that when you meet people for the first time and you do, there's a vibe check, like get a vibe check from the people. I mean, at least kind of talked about the office environment and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But the person that's literally interviewing you, you'll either click with them immediately or you won't. And what you do with that information is totally up to you. But if you click with them right away, then you automatically have a friend at the company. And right. it's automatically like an in almost. It just gives yeah. you that little extra like edge, I guess. But mm -hmm. whether or not you get along with that person kind of dictates the rest of the relationships that you'll have there and how it goes, really. Internships. Yeah. I'm sorry, not internships. Um, interviews are huge. And yeah, and I'm gonna let Emily talk about this because she's done, I think, more than me. So maybe. Have I? I don't know. Well, I feel like more recently because you just I guess that's true. I just got them. my job. <laughs> Which yeah, even isn't so just like... it's almost it's been eight months since I got yeah. my job. Which is you could have popped out a baby in that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, not a baby! Oh, no. I did. I popped out two furry babies. Oh yeah, your furry babies, true. My Bitch, I'm a mother. It's me. Um, but the okay. interview process. <laughs> so yeah. generally, they'll email you and say, "Hey, we want to interview you. You seem great. Set up the interview time. Arrive early. Always arrive early. Set the precedent." I had a coworker mm. once who I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, so maybe I can call him out. But he, 
please. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know. I'll tell the story first and I'll maybe okay. I'll figure it out. Um, I had a coworker once who I was going, we worked together and we lived next to each other. We were, we were neighbors. And the first day of work, I was like, oh, I'm headed up to work. I'm probably going to leave at about this time. It was like 10, 15 minutes early. I was like, do you want a carpool? And he said, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Like whatever. And he goes, I want to show up exactly three minutes late to set the precedent that I'm going to show up three minutes late every single day. Well, I mean, it would. Um, <laughs> it would do that. I, I don't rec. Do you know who it is now? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I would not recommend doing that. I would recommend for your interview showing up early, like 10 minutes early or something. And if it's like, I don't know, you can see the office, you can get your bearings. If you check in with a receptionist, you can kind of get the feel from the receptionist yeah. too, like whether they like the job because if a receptionist likes their job, that's how you know that they're treated well and that they actually like what they do. Because I feel yeah. like that's one of the jobs that it's not low. I think people in the hierarchy, like, people overlook you. Yes. In the hierarchy of things, they're very low, but they literally know everything. So if yeah. they're not treated like one of the top employees in the company, then you know, something's wrong. Um, I was going to say, always be nice to the front desk person because mm-hmm. if you get they the job and you need them all. because they could screw you over by like forwarding every call to you or doing or yep. like not quote, not getting something <laughs> for you or like you're I don't know. But yeah, yeah. But they also know everything and everyone trusts them to know everything. So like if yeah. someone came like after your interview, I'm sure the person who interviewed me went out to the receptionist and was like, hey, like, how was your interaction with Emily? Like. Right. What ha- what like what happened before the interview? Like they want to know. They want to know how you treat people, even if it's not the people that are hiring you. Like that's mm-hmm. a really good testament to who you are as a person. But get there about ten minutes early. I always use the bathroom right before because when you're under stress, your bladder gets smaller. <laughs> friends. <laughs> oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. Well, your bladder gets smaller, and also you get to see a little bit of the office by yourself. Just a little bit. And I was going to say nervous poops, but there's also that. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if that's where we want to go with our first Maybe. encounter with people. Just, true. Um, and then when you go into your interview, my biggest recommendation is every time you feel like you're going to say, um, or, uh, or like any filler words, if you're going to say like, just take a second and pause, like take a breath instead, instead of going, um, well, this and this and this go, well, this and this and this, because it sounds a lot more intentional and like, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Verbally, it just comes across a lot easier and it also will help your speech pattern kind of change so that you don't say um as much, which I like to think I'm good at, but I'm sure people listening to the pod have a different opinion (laughs) of that. And I think it breaks it up because when you're nervous, at least for me, I tend to talk faster. So if Mm -hmm. you break it up with taking a breath, you're like, okay, it's okay. You can slow down. and mm-hmm. not be talking a million miles per hour like this and you like really love my project and it's like blah, 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 and they're like whoa yeah. please <laughs> yeah relax so mm-hmm. just kind of thinking that they're normal people it's okay yes they're normal and then people one thing who have been go ahead yes sorry 
I was just going to say they're normal people who have literally been in your chair before. They have been interviewed. Yeah, they have been searching for jobs. They know exactly what it's like. They know what how nervous you are too, and that's okay. You just get through it. You keep talking. You find common points of interest. And if they're just mm. spitfiring questions at you, answer them. Just be kind <laughs> yeah. of level-headed. Let it happen. You're there for the experience more than anything. And yeah. Be honest while you're talking about stuff that you've done. I mean, you can like white lie and like expand on the truth, but like don't say, oh yeah, I have experience in this rendering program if you've never used it before. Like I went in very honest. I was like, I haven't used SketchUp in three years. And when I did use it, I had only learned it for like six months and I've never used this rendering program before. And they Mm -hmm. were really okay with that like i thought it was going to be kind of the break for me of like i wasn't going to get a job because i didn't have that specific experience but they would rather i have the personality and then i'd be trained to do the job than the other way around do you know what i mean yeah that makes sense yeah so and that's also why like when you're honest and like when they ask you questions to like that's why you did your research is so you kind of know what they might ask you slash if Mm -hmm. they ask what what did you like about their company it's not just oh well you're one of the 20 companies i looked at i don't remember what your website looks like oh shoot i don't know anything about you because that is (laughs) awkward then the second thing is if you get the job or no we're manifesting when you get the job listen to our episode all about what you wear but preface to that to the interview dress completely business do not do business casual Go the best dressed and then you can, again, catch the vibe of what everyone else is wearing. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can show up on your first day a little more like blended into what everyone else is wearing. Even then, I would do the first week a little nicer to see the Mm -hmm. vibe of everyone. Because if they do a casual Friday, then like you could see it the first week. And then after that, you can like, you know, blend in more. And if you're really curious about the attire, ask your boss. And that's what I did. And she was kind of oh, like, yeah. oh, there's some days that I wear jeans and like graphic tees. And there's some days that I wear slacks and like my it's our bowling shirts. But she's <laughs> like, there's some days that I wear that. It, it just kind of depends on the day. Like if we're seeing clients, if we're in the office all day, like then it doesn't matter. Yeah. But if we're seeing clients, then obviously you want to look nice. So right. they'll also have good um, feedback Advice. for you about that. Right. Like today, I was wondering if this was appropriate, if anyone's watching or at least can see the clips because it has technically like tie straps, but then it has like other sleeves. And then when I went in, I literally just asked my boss, I was like, is this okay? Because I have a cardigan. And she was like, yeah, you're fine. She was like, you know us, we're casual, but I always kind of want to make sure because it Mm -hmm. is more shoulder but it was also like 90 degrees today so i was like but the rest of it is a sundress so i was like i know everything else is appropriate it's just it's just the shoulders which shoulders should be legal legalized shoulders i just never know because i'm trained from high school to be like whoa (laughs) miss ma'am put your stuff away seriously (laughs) you're too too good looking anyways yeah so that was my two cents on the interview Mm -hmm. you can keep going yes (laughs) um the interview let's see yeah definitely research the company ahead of time not to the extent that you're like creepy stalker but i most certainly did look up the people who were interviewing me and the people i was (laughs) meeting like on linkedin before and kind of read up so i knew like roughly like 
points of con like communication and like things that I had in common with certain people or like my bras, um, she studied abroad in Florence too. So like I made sure to bring up my study abroad experience because I knew that it would click with her and like she would vibe with that. That's a good point. We'd be that able to have point. conversations. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like the other person that was interviewing me, he specifically says in his LinkedIn bio that he's like super outdoorsy and loves hiking. And so I brought that up that like I was really yeah. excited to start hiking here. Um, And one other thing too. So come prepared, speak well. After your interview, when you get home like night of – Send thank you emails to the people who interviewed mm. you because it it makes all the difference in the world to get a thank you note from yeah. someone who's interested in a job to say, I think I emailed and literally said like, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed coming in to see the office. I especially yeah. enjoyed this part of the experience. I remember us talking about how much we both loved hiking and was wondering if you could recommend your favorite hikes to me. I really love to start looking into that and like getting into hiking in the area and they immediately responded back and was like here are the hiking trails also we want you for a second interview here's a second interview so like it was like a very easy process to like kind of yeah. get all the way through but send thank you notes even if they don't accept you send the thank you note because they'll remember that they yeah. will remember you for that that's true and emily made a good point of making it personal not just a generic thanks for your time which is still mm -hmm. nice but yeah. yeah making them remember like oh yeah she was a good candidate because xyz yes. mm -hmm. i think or would said... be a good fit like in the office in general yeah because everyone that... does have to work together well hmm. what <laughs> i think i was told i was one of five people that they interviewed okay so you're also not the only person going for the job, which is really unfortunate, but it's mm. true. So just be aware that you are literally charming the pants off of them mm -hmm. without taking their pants off. Please. Uh, please. HR. <laughs> That's one way to get a job. Um, HR. 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 Human resources. True. <laughs> but yes, have fun with it. Take a deep breath. You're just trying to sell yourself. That also sounds weird. You're I trying was to say that literally sounds. All right, so that's weird. what you're doing. That is what you're doing. In you're selling like you're your trying brand. to sell yourself. Yeah. Like who you are as a like your own brand and like that's your portfolio you're showing, and like why you would fit in it with our company. Yes, exactly. So. Take the chance. Do not say you're selling yourself, please. We should clip it where it's like, I don't like healthcare and you are selling yourself. <laughs> Literally the worst. Stay tuned for the reels, people. Stay tuned. Uh, honestly. That's so great. But enjoy the interview process. And my mother has one thing to say about interviews every single time is take every single interview, even if you don't want the job, because it's really good experience to be able to talk about yourself and talk about a company and your relationship with that po company potentially. So even if you're not interested in it, just do it. Like my sister just got her job for um, post-grad and I think she interviewed at like six places. She really only wanted to work at like two or three of them, but she interviewed at six for the experience because it's really good to communicate with different types of people, to learn about different types of people that would be within the interested field that you may have. And yeah. also 
that connections. Like if you send that thank you note and they remember you and then three years down the line, they're looking for that position again, they could reach out to you and say, hey, you might have a job, but we want you. So like what it may open doors down the line, basically. Yeah. So. Also, you would get less nervous the more you yeah, do it. Yeah, the more you do it. most places do ask the same questions. This is true. And like want to get to know you. And it is weird mm-hmm. because a lot of interviews are more so like, yeah, they'll ask you about your work, but most of it is to feel you out to see if you would be, a, be a culture fit, with, fit. Like, all of the different mm-hmm. personalities and everything. Yes. Um, and so one thing I wanted to get talk about before resumes and portfolios is that reach out to companies that are and are, and are not applying because the company I worked yeah. for wasn't even hiring. I literally just found that they were in the area, like one of the literally looked up architecture firms in my area. They were one of them <laughs> that popped up and they weren't hiring, but they had an email that was like for questions and stuff. So I literally just like emailed inquiries. that one and gave my resume and stuff. And that's where they reached out. So luckily that's how that worked. And that's how I did a few other, mm-hmm. that's how I also got my like sophomore year internship because I asked about being an intern and they weren't hiring or like anything, yeah. but they took me on as well. So just kind of taking those jumps because if a company nearby or in an area you want to work in isn't hiring you could still definitely reach out and they can find either a place for you or say like not right now but we'll keep your file mm-hmm. type or they may have connections situation. that be like oh we're not hiring but this interior design firm that we work with all the time is like let's true uh, let let us help connect you to this person you seem like a really great candidate so connections mm-hmm. are great Get connected for free education connection do you know that i do but oh okay anyways moving into resume tips and portfolio tips because these are so you're selling yourself you're selling your soul at this interview but also you're bringing these piece of paper that need to be able to sell you too right who are you but on a piece of paper Pater. Who are mm. yes? Papers. Can we? My one qualm with resumes, and I want to normalize this. I think Uh-oh. for us, it's a little more normalized. Put color on your resume. Do not be oh, afraid yeah. to put color on your resume because think about resumes. Unless you're if an accountant. Ever seen? <laughs> well, no, you can still put color on there. Why not? It'll make it stand um, out. Do you remember that yeah. one resume that had red font on it? Queen. <laughs> imagine they're one. like the hiring team is like oh big slay she's a queen hired <laughs> yeah but create so essentially when you're starting to design your resume and your portfolio for those of you who do not need a portfolio you are so lucky we are so jealous yeah. of you it's however there is a lot of fields that do still need portfolios or experience or I don't know what, but create a brand Some sort for of yourself. like evidence that you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Create a brand for yourself. So I think I just saw this um, like basic breakdown and it's like choose two colors, two fonts. And I think it's like organic versus geometric shapes, basically. And take those things and, like, Elise uses Canva for any graphics thing. Literally Mm -hmm. go to Canva and, like, find a template, insert your colors and shapes and your fonts, 
And yep. literally, like, it does it all for you. It is so easy, and it will make you so memorable if you have a resume that has color that stands out. I think my resume is periwinkle which is my favorite color it's actually the color of my sweatshirt today if you guys can see well it's almost the color of my sweatshirt but it will make you stand out and it will also connect the brand of your portfolio and the brand of your resume together yeah yep exactly because like it's easier to pair up Mm -hmm. yes Um, and it will also it'll give a little personality too like i'm a blue gal but like elise is a green gal and so what does that say about us? What what do you associate those colors with and then associate back to us? You know what I right. mean? Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it short and simple. One page. Don't think that you're special and can, you know, get into <laughs> two pages because you just have yeah. so much experience. No. Condense no. that shit. No one wants most to read important it. No one will or, read it. Yeah, seriously. Most important and most relevant experience. Because, like, say I worked at a pizza shop a year ago. I'm not going to put that on my resume because... <laughs> It yeah. doesn't relate to me trying to get a design job, but like if yeah. I have the internship or not internship, yeah, internship experience, obviously that's going to go higher on my list because yeah, I would recommend though on your resume like have a um like on the actual doc have a running list of what jobs you did and then like as you get a new job just add it to the top of the list so you'll have a bulletin Mm. list of every job you've done with its little description and year and stuff like that so you can go back and kind of record what kind of experiences you had but don't include all of them do like four max yeah i would agree and then also i saw this thing that makes sense don't put date like which is don't put dates yeah. on your resume, like when you graduated, because mm-hmm. then they can tell that you're like, you can't have you're younger. X amount of experience. Like if they require, you know, five years of experience and I only graduated two years ago. But also I think a lot of firms are learning that or companies in general, you can have all that experience, but you can also be a really fast learner and mm-hmm. you can pick it up very easily. So not putting dates because that kind of puts you in a certain box and they might just so that they can eliminate candidates quickly. Eliminate yours if you automatically didn't graduate in within like, you know, five years or something. Yeah. And then there's a few things up for debate and I would love your opinion. So one is, do you have a picture of yourself on your resume and do you what yes. do you think about it? Yes, and I do like it. Um, I don't know that it is necessary. I personally like it for me. I think it helps embody my brand and just kind of explain who I am as a person. Like, I have a naturistic background and (laughs) my shirt is the color of my brand color. So, like, it just ended up working out. But I I don't think it is necessary. But, like, if you have a random spot of space, do it. Why not? It can't hurt you. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I like the idea of it, but I'm also like, it's not necessary. Yeah. But I I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I also think it could <laughs> open the door to kind of having like some like preconceived notions or like assumptions about This is you. true. This is true. So I don't really. I had that. I don't know. I can well. see like the pros and cons of it. I can too. I'd say if you want to do it, if you're. If you're questioning it, then don't because yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I did it. Like, just if you don't have a good picture, picture of yourself, and... don't stress about it. Yeah, don't try yeah. to go out of your way to get the picture unless you want to. If you want to, that's great, but yeah. you don't have to worry about that part. Honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. Second part is: Do you like intro paragraphs? 
Are you talking about the paragraph that's like, hi, my name is Emily. I'm trying for this job. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I think that's what a cover letter. If you uh, actually, if you don't have a cover letter, then, well, no. You know what? No. Because A, they suck to rewrite every single time that you apply for a job. And B, that should be in your initial email or your initial mm. whatever it is before they even see your resume. For it to then be on your resume again, I think is just way too repetitive and no one, no one's going to look at it. And that amount of space on your page can be used for another work experience or it could mm. be used to show off volunteer skills or like, you know what I mean? Like it could be yeah. put to better use is my opinion. Yeah, what do you think? I would agree. Like, that's a good point. I never really used the intro paragraph as like an explanation for why I was applying to a specific job. I used it more as a background on me so that they could maybe get a little glimpse into what I do in my free time like that's where I would probably say I like to hike and how I got into design maybe like a little blurb about it but Mm -hmm. I guess you're right in that it's not necessary because hopefully they will like want to talk to you and get all that info learn more another resume tip that I didn't write down that I just thought of is a lot of I've seen it I think on different videos but looking up general jobs on indeed and just like looking at a like five of them and if they have similar like quote buzzwords in their descriptions mm-hmm. literally Use using words. those exact words. words and putting yeah. them in your resume so that it's like oh they have i don't know they're great at teamwork oh literally like right there it says that they have worked in teams and they love you know the collaboration mm-hmm. and all that so yeah that's another really good tip as well for resumes. it is it is i would agree Yes. Now on to portfolios, uh, mm-hmm. which we kind of talked about, like fonts, sizes, and like colors being consistent. Yes. So, yeah, not too much to say about that, but yeah, just making everything consistent mm-hmm. from page to page. Is your title the yeah. same font and size as the next title? Put work into the graphics too, because like for us, although we're interior designers, I got my job because of the graphics and the graphic layout Mm -hmm. of my portfolio. Like my boss tells me that all the time that anytime a graphics like thing comes up with like our Mm -hmm. company portfolio and stuff like that, it goes to me because she's like, I know you have a good graphic eye because when we hired you, I was so intrigued and like impressed Impressed. with your portfolio and the spacing and the layout and the scale of things and stuff like that so paying attention to that that is literally the worst part i think of applying to jobs is having your portfolio slash making your portfolio it sucks it is the worst part but don't like skimp out on it would be my advice is like actually put in the time and effort to make it as best like the best it can be yeah i agree Mm -hmm. i think the worst part is that the size limits that people have, the companies have oh, for yeah. portfolios. I'm like, why is it so limited? How big is <laughs> like my portfolio the file size? To be? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these JPEGs <laughs> for yeah, seriously. like 600 DPI are going to be huge. Well, mm-hmm. mm. yes. But that's just this is true. You know, another issue. And also with your resume size, the length of it does not need to be a million pages. How many projects do you oh. have in your portfolio? I have to update it because it's from school still. I think it's... How many did you have? Four? Yeah. I think I have five. 
Yeah, I was going to say four or five between that sweet spot because mm-hmm. they truly just look at the pictures and if they really like it, they'll look at the more of the description, but I don't think mm-hmm. they really look at no. every single description of your project. Objective, uh-huh. all of those things. So just yes. make it easy. And that doesn't easy. mean don't skip them and don't skimp on those either because there will be that one person that will go through and read everything mm. word for word. And it's also a really great record for yourself. But they, if they really like your res- your portfolio and they really like the pictures, the odds are that when they come, when you go in for the interview, then they're going to ask you like, oh, I saw this pic- this project in your portfolio. I really enjoyed it. Like, can you tell me more about it? And that's where they're going to learn about it is you verbally telling them and it becomes a talking yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also it's going to be more how professors were they might ask oh why did you choose this what made you you know design it like this versus this way and that's when mm-hmm. you kind of have to call back and remember that project especially <laughs> if you are literally just graduated yeah. so that's mm-hmm. why it's more important to have the most recent i would say in the front and then go reverse yeah order. Yeah, exactly. Or if there's something that's really, really important to you or was really a favorite project, then bring that up if it's something you're super, super proud of. But yeah, I'd say chronological is the best. Yeah. Like healthcare literally was one of the bigger projects we did in school and I don't have it in my portfolio because I didn't like healthcare. No. We also did (laughs) healthcare during COVID. So. Oh, that's right. No clue if that hospital will ever work if it were to be built. It would probably be awful. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Yes. So another thing too. mm, Another thing too is that if you are going to career fairs or if you are going and kind of like walking into businesses and saying like, hey, I'm interested in a job. Don't know if you're hiring. (laughs) But like if you're just saying hi. Hi. (laughs) um, And you're bringing your resume Make a like one page, eight and a half by 11 snapshot of different projects that you have, like your favorite images, your favorite uh, renderings, your best sketches, like just kind of Mm -hmm. make a little like baby portfolio that you can bring with you and just showcase what you can do. Um, It should also match your resume and everything else. (laughs) Yes. Must must agree with the brand. We cannot stray from the brand. But this that is also is another great way to redo. Literally, I know I've way. actually been meaning to go into my resume and like add in my new job because I still haven't done that. Have you updated your LinkedIn? <laughs> I have. I did that immediately. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yes. Uh, our school, our college was huge on LinkedIn and like using LinkedIn. And so now we're sucked in for life. Yeah. There's this one mm. girl from that we graduated with that's quote LinkedIn famous. I didn't think that yes. was Yes. Okay. I, yeah, I think I follow Which her. Just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I don't know it how is. that works, but she's in, I she's mean, a, killing it. A link fluencer? Yeah. I don't really know how a that works. Luencer? Please, no, that's gross. <laughs> it's uh, really so funny. once you've been out of work or work, please. Once you've been unemployed and your life sucks, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> once you've been out hey, of school un- for a while, unemployment's fun. True. Unemployment's so and you've fun. Had a job for a while, and you're looking again to like maybe jump ship, like how we talked about earlier. Like, what's the good sweet spot for time? Peace out. Peace out. Mm-hmm. And 
just kind of remembering to add the things that you worked on. Obviously, ask the company, like, can I use some of the renderings I created? And they'll, like, keep their logo on there because it was, like, with that company, I would say. Yeah. But just, you know, asking for permission to include it in your portfolio um, and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And then also don't give away client information and locations of projects because someone mm-hmm. who used to work at our company, we – he – no longer works with us and then he got a different job in the area and we found his portfolio and literally it says like everything was by him exclusively like no teamwork no nothing like he designed completely like fully everything and and it says like you know this isn't real but you know dunkin donuts corporate headquarters at 892 first street in blah 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 like, literally oh, the entire address no. and, like, gives floor plans. And I'm like, dude, do not do that. So if you're putting, like, real life things, say, a corporate office located in, like, the city and don't, like, if there's branding, I would get rid of that. Do not have, mm-hmm. like, those brands, like, their name in it. Like, obviously, if their lobby is their colors, blah, 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 like, maybe someone could to do deduce it by themselves, yeah. but don't have, like... If they have make logo it logo at like front, the front desk, like cut the perspective or don't include it. You don't expose and you don't take credit for someone else's work. Right. Or like, yeah, he did the renderings, but you didn't do all the floor. Like you yeah, have to there admit was teamwork that in involved. a company, unless you're, no, not even mm-hmm. if you're like the boss because everyone helps. Yeah. Like you eventually pass on pass the project on to someone else to do yes. at least like schedules or like quote and, boring stuff mm-hmm. so and that's where in your portfolio when you share projects from a place of work or if you're not the mm-hmm. only person that worked on it you in the description statement of the project explaining what happened excuse me explaining what happened also put a disclaimer of this was a group project in this project i specifically built the model i did the renderings i Mm -hmm. chose the selections like actually explain what you did in the project because otherwise the company is going to look at it and think that you can do everything that you're showing and that may not be true and that may not be what you want to do so like for me i didn't do the architectural drawings Mm -hmm. but i built the model and i showed you what it looks like right but i can't take credit for the architectural part Mm -hmm. so just remember so just, that, people. Yeah, again, just being honest with what you've done and not exposing past clients, you know? Don't do that. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Especially but, for portfolios just online for, like, floor plans and stuff. Like, yeah, for for Jack Dylan willy-nilly to see. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But I think that wraps it up for this week for your bonus episode. Woo! Yay! Um, we love you guys. Follow us on TikTok at a whole design pod, and then Instagram is at a whole design podcast. We haven't really done bonus episodes before, so let us know if you want one, like once a month or something, just like a random Friday or something. If you liked it, if you were like, "Whoa, no, this is not supposed to happen today," then you know, let us know. Whatever, we can accept it. You know, whoa, whoa, we won't do it anymore. Whoa. So we upload episodes typically every Wednesday if you're new here. So subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we will see you next week, a-holes. Bye. Bye.